0: What are we talking about on the grow your damn business podcast? We're talking about business, specifically your business. Is it growing or are you stuck? How painful is that growth? Is it running you or are you running it? Are you working in your business or on your business? On the grow your damn business podcast. We explore these questions and much more expect a lively spirited discussion about what it takes to grow your damn business. And now onto the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Damn Business Podcast. So happy you're all joining us and so happy today to have Lisa DeFalco with us. Lisa is the founder and CEO of TPG. Lisa, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I've been looking forward to this.
0: Great. And Lisa and I go back just a little bit of ways here. So she's going to give us a little bit of her background here. But I was trying to count back, Lisa. I think it's been like 20 years, if that's... oh yeah. Dates us both, a little scary time yeah. back to my time at Capital One. So, Lisa, but let's let's hear from you. You know, tell me a little bit about how you all how you got started with TPG, the the original idea, and, and, and give me a little bit of that journey that you've been on, and we'll kind of explore uh, some of the challenges along the way as well.
1: Yeah. So when we first met twenty years ago, I, I was down the path of a journey. Uh, was I'll say the first in the first journey of TPG. So 26 years ago, I started this company and um, people don't always know my, the company, but everyone seems to know the tagline that we brought into the market. And that's, you know, if you call a reservation center or any customer service center nowadays around the globe, you'll hear it. It's, it's this call may be monitored for quality assurance, right? And so right. that's the journey. And uh, back when we started... We had this. I had this idea that we could listen to phone calls through um, just through contact centers to be able to help the contact center be able to deliver a better a better experience. I'll say, and I should say I had the, the idea. You know, I'm I'm really the unexpected CEO. I actually was working in a call center, and a. A competitor to Capital One was always in our call center listening to his calls. And so one day he says to me, just flippantly, I'm certainly, he wasn't speaking to me. I was just a 20-year-old, you know, punk. (laughs) And he was like, I love listening to calls. And I always get such great information out of it about my customers. Now, mind you, as this 20-something punk, I hated listening to those calls with him. But I was the junior person and I was assigned to do it. This, but it got me thinking. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this could be a thing. This could be a thing. Wow. And it was that moment that changes the course of this whole industry by creating it as an industry and starting that journey. So when we got started I had and, and met, I had already realized that, oh, we got something here. People want to listen to calls. Well, I should say this. People wanted somebody to listen to calls. Maybe they right. didn't want to listen to the call, but they wanted to know what was happening on those phone calls. So yeah. that's our journey. That's what we got started.
0: Just, just, just crazy that that one little tagline now reverberates and resonates across anyone that's having an interaction, whether it be credit card, reservations, hotel, you name it. Right, and it's just amazing that, it that it's taken over that way. Now, it so is. you have, so you started your own thing. had had you been brought up in an entrepreneurial family? Was there anything in your background, your history that would say, oh, I was always going to run my own show. I was going to leave this call center gig and do my own thing.
1: Yeah. Um, my looking back, you would, I, I guess people would expect me to say, yes, I had a very entrepreneurial family. I have, um, an uncle that owns a business. My father was in independent sales and, my grandparents owned a restaurant so perhaps it's it's definitely in the dna of our of our family however i never saw myself that way so i didn't think i was going to own a business i didn't start the world by saying oh that's my career path i was really i was a single mom when this you know idea kind of uh, came to me was was okay. given to me yeah. and uh, and so i was really looking to um f- my, to to make a, a living Yeah, and those are very different, right? Making a living versus building a career—very, very very different.
0: Well, and not even building a career, really building a company, right? Taking an idea and making it Mm -hmm. become something—you know, greater than the idea itself. I guess would be the way to describe that, right? Taking it to a level that you probably, I'm sure, you didn't imagine what you have today versus what you had back then, right? And what, what what it's become. So let's just talk about those early days. You know, when we talk to to entrepreneurs and companies through the lens of, of working in the entrepreneur operating system. You know what I do on my day job, but when we talk <laughs> about that, so often founders, visionaries, they hit these ceilings. They get to this place and they go, "Oh crap, what do I do now?" Like that that moment. Is there anything in those early years that sticks out where you go? well, there's an idea here, but, oh, crap, I don't know what to do next. Did, did any of those hit you early on or maybe even since those, those early days?
1: Yeah, I would, I would say that that's one of the th- advantages TPG's had is I've had many of those. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: I love that so, you're looking at them as advantages. That's so, <laughs> so critical a way to look at it, right? It's an opportunity <laughs> to, to do something or, or different or learn something from, exactly. from what you're going through. Yeah.
1: Yes, so, you know, when I first got started, I, I, I think my, you know, the, the original and early superpower was listening. Well, there's two things. One, I certainly listen. And two, I have amazing grit. I have to admit that, that I, I can withstand the tough times. And I think grit is one of the most important characteristics of an entrepreneur, but also one of the most important skills of leadership and uh, being in and running a business or leading even people and uh, sure. and so yeah. when you know we had this idea the banking industry is rather small and so i one banker tells another banker and before we know it we have about three or four banking institutions that we're listening to for those calls in sales conversations and that was great sales departments of course are then you know introduce you to servicing departments so now we have some growth there that was great Um, I had people willing, clients willing to tell me or ask me um, what to do. So originally, my original idea was, I'm just going to be the person that listens. You tell me what to listen for, and I'll just do it. And early on, it's probably about a year into the business, not even, I had clients that were very uh, positive in their vocal feedback, right? They were all in it together with me, not criticizing, but they would share. And at one time, a client said to me when I said, you know, what would you like me to listen for? They said, you tell me you're nice. the one who I mean, listens that, so often. That's a change
0: right? in the dynamic, right? I mean, that yes. just flips the dynamic uh, yes. rather dramatically. Yeah. Dramatically.
1: Awesome. So now yeah. I'm down a journey that I didn't expect to be down where I'm writing the method of how one hears a phone call to define it as a quote, good call. Now I yeah. didn't, start that but again I listened and so I said oh okay I can do that and along the way the feedback had always been up even to that point I'll let you listen if you can tell me how to improve my results so this was like the next step of that well you tell me how to listen to improve my results and I listened and said oh okay I can define that and then a couple of years in from there we had um, a client still do by the way good fortune of, again, banking industry. Uh, At the time, it was called GE Capital, now called Synchrony Financial. And they introduced me to a concept called Six Sigma. And so back then, uh, Jack Welch was their CEO. He's, of course, renowned. And he was obsessed in a wonderful way with the Six Sigma methodology. And so that client said to me, why don't you... Think about putting our, our data, our reporting, into Jack's Six Sigma report. From there, I, I didn't just adhere. I listened and said, well, tell me more. Can you teach me Six yeah. Sigma? Now we've got the next catapult for TPG because I become enamored, obsessed in learning Six Sigma. And I realize that if you apply that international standard, that method of evaluation, Coupled with what to listen for, oh my goodness, now we have a product to sell.
0: <laughs> we, we, now we really well, got something here. <laughs> we got hey. something, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I did that. So now I adopt yeah, yeah. that, right? And, uh, sure. and, and then the final piece in that that era was when people said, I really need to know that it's going to improve my results. Like, can you prove it to me? Now I took that really seriously. I listened, and i said, "Well sure i could i don't know how, but i 'll figure that one out yeah. and so what I did was during that era, I studied how we were defining the def the definitions of a great a great call
0: yeah
1: and i then you was i hired i certainly didn 't know how to do statistics at this level, but I hired people that can run statistical regression and analysis to say, can we prove with science that how we're defining this quote great call with these metrics that are quote six sigma, can we prove that it has a statistical relationship to your business outcome? Like will customers buy more from you? Will they stay with you? And will they be happy with your servicing? And then when we crack that code, then I said, oh, because we kept refining the definitions, refining and refining and refining. And then when we proved it, I said, oh, my gosh, now we've got a true product that we can prove with science matters to your the corporate business outcome using a method that's internationally known. Let's go. We yeah. got this. Yeah, we absolutely.
0: Right. And, and the data is so critical there, right? Because yeah. well-run organizations, they, they do rely on data. They're, they're not... Use an instinct. It does happen at times that where instinct will will take the day. But the data is, is is a big part of the story that you're telling here. When you could get to that place and say, "Oh, hey, I can tell you what to listen for, and let me show you how it will help you." Yes. Right that, now, you've got now you've got something. You've got future. You have people that'll be like, "Okay, give me more of that because you speak in their language from exactly. there." So.
1: Yeah. few big things I always things. say we struck gold. We struck Yeah, gold yeah, well it's, no, I mean it's a nice <laughs>
0: confluence of things, but all happens yeah. over the course of time, right? It's gain yeah. a little ground, learn something as you said, listen, then gain a little more ground and and very much the story of most businesses, they don't grow in a straight line but rather through these periods of learning, maybe flatlining and then going to the next level like it happens like that over and over again and until mm-hmm. you, you know, you decide that you want to stop growing, which for for most folks is Long way out in the future, right? You're still have more to learn okay. today. And I want to talk a little bit about that uh, since uh, I know a little about where, where you're heading next. Um, Lisa, take me back a little bit to the beginning. Oftentimes, when we do talk to early stage entrepreneurs, folks just at the beginning of their business, the first hire, the first couple of hires are challenging because it's tough to let go of what you're doing. Just talk to me about maybe a couple of your early hires. What was something that you needed to really let go of, which would allow you to get to these next stages of growth?
1: Yeah, so I think the biggest things that I had to really um, let go was, well, the the biggest thing is fear. You know, I think we deal with, as entrepreneurs and just humans, you know, we're, no matter what, even the most confident or I'll say publicly confident people have down days. And so the ability to say, is this really going to work? am i am i going to make it through especially those early days i mean when you're running a business in the early days you're i i don't know anyone that has not experienced this as an entrepreneur friday's payday and thursday you're wondering how you're going to be there how you're going to make it right mm-hmm. yeah. those are days that you have to dig deep and you have to and i don't just mean dig deep into your pocket your your purse as well but i mean dig deep in your your belief system and that's where i think that the, the idea of can you, you have the resilience, that grit to get through that. And I had to let go of that fear and lean in to that grit because it will consume you. If you don't, Ugh. if you're so wrapped up in the fear that Friday's here and I don't know how I'm going to make that through, then it's just going to paralyze you. And not only will you not make it through, you will become the worst of yourself. Right? So you become your most aggressive. Yeah. All the all the negative habits all that we stuff. all have, oh, yeah. right? They just come to the forefront. And so you're the least grateful. You're the you're the least resilient. You're right, you're you're the you know, you're not you're, yeah, you're showing it's... the least grace in that in those moments. And so that's what I had to overcome. I had to choke that down and say, you know, when I was not feeling confident, when I was clearly in duress for those yeah. moments and say, all right, that's, I have to choke that down and I've got to show my resilience to allow myself to see that grit. And, but also the grace and the gratitude for that I am still here. I, I am still here in business two weeks in, two months in, two years in, two decades in.
0: Yeah. So many great things there, right? The, the, the first thing that pops to mind is when, when you say, you know, how do you make payroll for those of us, I, I have a small business. For those of us, anyone that's listening that, that has that small business, everyone's faced it at one time or another where you're looking around going, I have to pay these folks. They've put in work on my behalf right. to to do this thing and I owe that to them. And and, and it, it's a reality check uh, of the highest order when that happens. And can you soldier through and, and show the best of yourself when faced with that? So boy, does that really echo loud and clear.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: second one is, while you're going through that or whatever the challenge is, it's the never let them see a sweat. Yeah. Right. Cause you're still putting your best foot forward to attract the next client or to the clients you currently have say, all good here, right? Serene on the surface while your feet are paddling yes. <laughs> a thousand yes. miles. Massive mile. Un-
1: yeah.
0: Right. It's like, oh my, you know, but I, I, all good, you know nothing to look at here. We're just moving forward. I'm going to deliver your reports. I'll have, the, <laughs> yep. I'll have that call listening done on your behalf and I'm going to continue <laughs> to, to deliver on what I promised <laughs> you. And right. uh, I'm, I'm going to talk to this next client because I'm excited about them. But in the meantime, all this stuff has happened. Um, so, so two really great points and, uh, so many go through that. Um, have you ever been tempted to get outside of what you do best and and so we talk quite a bit uh, as, as talk to owners of businesses when when is there something that a client asks you to do that it, that it's it sounds good it's 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 shiny like maybe I'll go do that because this client's great and I want to want to meet this client's needs but but it's it's not what I do best and and have you succumbed to that or have you been able to hold off to any examples of the of that i i call it bright shiny object syndrome it's not my words right it's a coming thing but are you chasing any bright shiny objects
1: well in the past i have and there's two types in my opinion there are those that help you evolve your your model and those are wonderful opportunities and they're they're in fact we're doing one right now that i'll you know with anna And where the client, the market was like, I want you to continue to expand. They, they, it really was more of furthering, exploiting what we know how to do, but just in a new, new direction, a little bit more expanded. Those are wonderful. And then when you can partner with a client, who, and you can be authentic with them to say, this is this is exploratory territory. But I know why you're asking because we have this basis, and you're looking to broaden our capability, that's wonderful. I've also done it back in the early days where it's like, well, you know, you sell you sell apples, so I think you might be able to also produce a steak. And it's like, okay, yeah. that's totally different, right? Sure. And so yep. Yep. I've done that. I fail every time with those. My past is when that happens, and a lot of times you do it because or I've done it because I thought I, you know, back to that payroll, right? I didn't yeah. stay true to my mission. I was like, oh my gosh, if I could just do that project, it's going to help with some payroll and I'll do it. Meanwhile, it's completely outside of what we know how to do. And it just, it not only dilutes the focus of furthering the corporate mission, like but, but candle, you're not even going to get points for it because you, you almost get to a point where you're like, God, I should never sell this again. And if that becomes like you know, and you know that in the inside, like you're sure. like, oh gosh, yeah. this is not going the way I would want at all. I don't right. even want to offer this anymore. Then that's where you need to like be able to have the that back to that resilience to say, I would rather struggle with payroll than take that what appears to be fast track because that fast track is actually be a detour.
0: Well, us. yeah, and uh, uh, worse yet, if it takes away from what you're doing well on behalf right. of the client, do you actually hurt? what your, what your core offering is to the client. And, exactly. and so now, yes, you're meeting that client need, but it's actually ultimately, oh, they don't like what I did in this new thing. Do they're going to continue to like what I was doing for them before so well, right? Does it dilute what I, what I had going?
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, so, said, and that's like, a hard thing to know. Like yeah, what, yeah. what are those new ideas that are advancing you one step ahead or actually right. pulling you three steps behind?
0: Yeah. 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 Tough, tough to discern there. One last question about where you've been, and then I do want to spend a few minutes talking about Anna because I'm intrigued by this and I th- think it's it's really interesting to just get your perspective on it. And well, so we're going there next. But if if you could go back, right, and and think back, not you now you're here, but it's 26 years later, and go back to, to that beginning, just in case we've got folks that are listening that are very early on, they're in their first couple of years. Anything you'd go, I'm sure there's more than one thing, but uh, the biggest thing you might do differently, like what would be, I'd go back and tell myself then, oh this is what you got to do or don't do, uh, you know, given what you've got now, 20 plus years of experience.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely would. A friend of mine just shared this story with me and I'd love to share it is there's, there's two things I would do. Number yep. one, well you asked me for one, but I'll give you this one then. Give me two. Uh, we'll take both. I'll give we'll take two. both. <laughs> there we go. So the, <laughs> the first is a friend of mine just shared to me that I'm always so busy climbing and entrepreneurs are that's what we do. We are we're builders, we're climbers. We, right. yep. that I don't ever take time to look back at the peaks that I have I have conquered. And if I were to go back, I would tell myself, enjoy every peak. So, you know, even though my, my goal was right, was Mount Everest, yeah. enjoy every peak along the way. Because that's gonna be a milestone worth remembering. And and that was going to fuel me for the next journey. Sure. I wish, right? Because there are times that I missed the opportunity to get re-inspired, and we need that as entrepreneurs. We need to say good job to ourselves. Let's keep going.
0: Absolutely, yeah. To, to to take that that breath. will um, just inter- interject this here. When, when we're talking with with our clients, we try to get them into a ninety day headspace so that every 90 days there is a moment of recognition of oh look at what I just accomplished over those last 90 days sure you're still want to look forward but we try to boil it down to a 90 day world so that you are taking that moment to come up out of the business get your head above the the clouds a little bit look down and say okay this is what I've just got accomplished and I'm going to go down this path here this is still the right path for us but every 90 days it's you know it's human nature that we need that chance to reset and if you don't do that, you'll get, you'll get lost and, and you won't get any chance to celebrate the things that are going so well because you are making gains along the way, right? Yes. Celebrate those gains. It's happening. It's moving forward. Payroll's being met. <laughs> Whatever those exactly. gains are. Right? Exactly. <laughs> right. and, you know,
1: and when you celebrate those gains, you, yeah. you wind up creating for yourself, I found, an enormous amount of gratitude for, for the journey because you're, you're so excited about what, what you've achieved and the people who are achieving it with you. And so then all of a sudden you start to combine this grit that you have to have with gratitude. And that's a very powerful combination. But if you don't take a moment, you're just always in the grit and you don't get a chance to do that.
0: On the Grow Your Damn Business podcast, we talk with entrepreneurs about their journeys, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Growth never happens in a straight line. How do business owners overcome those moments when they hit a ceiling, feel stuck, and are trying to work through it? Are they spending their time working on their business or in their business? On the Grow Your Damn Business podcast, we explore these questions and much more. Expect a lively, spirited discussion about what it takes to succeed as an entrepreneur and grow your damn business. There's a great book, actually, I just read that I recommend to anyone who is on their own on a a consulting or coaching practice, or you're you're just starting up your own small business, and it's called The Gap and the Gain. It's written by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Uh, Ben Hardy's a fellow Floridian uh yeah. in, there in Orlando, but that wrote this book and it's called The Gap in the Gain and the danger of not recognizing and appreciating your gains and living in the gap. And the gap is just all the things that I haven't accomplished yet. And spending that time there as opposed to, oh, I just actually recorded this gain. I actually just did something that i set out to do. And and just being very conscious of those and appreciating them, as you said. Um, yes. it, it's just it's a great easy read. And it, it's about mindset and just saying you know, appreciate, as you said, appreciate and show gratitude for what you have accomplished and, and what you've done already, even while you still look forward, which is totally cool as well. But totally but having great. that balance, yeah, yeah, I mean, having that balance, really, I, it's a really good book and really valuable reading. It's a quick read. I look
1: forward to uh, reading for that one. Quick. Yeah, yeah, because I'm completely aligned with that, and that yeah. became yeah. like part of my leadership strategy. It's just you know, right. it, you know, now I've got grit and I've got gratitude. I think the other right. thing is that I I learned over the years, and I wish I learned faster, to find my voice. I was um, always, in the beginning, fearful uh, of being authentic. And I don't mean, like, being aggressive. I mean, you know, like, being authentic, if you agree, agree. Mm-hmm. If you don't, politely don't, and it's okay. And if I were to look back, I, I... I recall a time when I was looking at um, – I was being asked to be the chairperson for a board of directors for the Industry Association. I'm dating myself back now to yeah. in the early 2000s. And I,
0: w- I believe I was with you on, a, on you, some of those. Um, you were.
1: You were there. You were there. I was there that. with you. Yes, you were. The ATA. Yeah. And That's right. I, and I recall – that when I went and um, I was the vice chairperson and then I was asked to be the chair. And up at that point, it had always been just kind of a baton passing. And I was about to become the first female chair. And out of the blue, somebody challenged me to that role. And so now for the first time in the association's history, we were gonna have a vote. And I remember being, just in awe, like shocked by that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as I went through it, one of the wisest pieces of advice I received from a dear friend of mine, Tim Searcy, right after that was yep. the following. He, I was, I did win. I shared my vision, but candidly, that's not what people wanted to hear. The questions were, um, the questions being asked of me as the second participant, the first participant was male. He had questions asked of the the board of directors about his vision, his interests, where he saw the association going. I was so excited about this because I'm thinking when it's my turn, yeah. I'm going to have these answers. I've helped design. I, right? I I'm know ready to we're go. Going. <laughs> and sure. I get up there. I share a little vision and the questions come and they are, well, who will care for your children? Gosh. And the second question was... Um, is your husband supportive of you in this role? And my just, answer, I know it's
0: it's a while ago but it's just not that long ago. It's just is no. amazing that that was happening. It's I yeah. mean it's my, my mouth is open <laughs> dropping right? it's like your face that just so I was crazy. Face of uh, that. And yeah. I
1: didn't really know how to handle it and I answered the questions, you know, I was like, well, my I have a wonderful nanny and my husband's supportive and I moved right. on and I wound up winning that election and I served as their chair for, you know, 14 years. But at that moment when they were were, quote celebrating, I was infuriated that that experience happened and everybody wants to celebrate. And Tim comes over to me and said, let's celebrate. And I said, I don't even want to be around anybody. I'm so infuriated. And he turned to me and he said, you know why? And I shared, and he said, Lisa, find your voice. And you will find your power. Yeah, But you didn't great. share your voice. You simply answered their questions. That's wow. That's advice, though. Yeah, right? that's Wonderful fantastic. advice.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, obviously, awesome story and, and the success that, that you pulled from that and, and coming up there. Because you could have mailed it in. I mean, you could just packed it in and say, I'm not dealing with this BS, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that grit showed up again. Really? Yes. I mean, it, it was there. Yes. Again, that theme, that theme is there to, to have to go through it. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, my, my, you know, my wife runs, runs our business and, and has run her own nonprofit. And, and I, you know, that she, when I hear those stories about how women get challenged differently than men, it just drives me crazy. Cause I've been so close to it through, through my whole life. And the fact that mm-hmm. you had to deal with that in the not too recent, you know, course of events here is just, it's just unfortunate. But, Good on yeah. you, I would say. Just good on you for great for lesson, though. Through that, yeah, that's a great lesson, lesson to
1: look
0: back. Yeah, yeah, it is, and and obviously you can build from it. And I and I think, mm-hmm. man or woman, right, that finding your voice is so critical, and, and just and being being authentic, being transparent in those communications, and, and letting folks know who you are, because if they know who you are, then they want to. Be, then you know that's going to be a better, long lasting relationship. Don't try to be all things to all people. Don't try to be something you're not.
1: It, it's just it's not
0: going to work out well for anybody. It's just not going to work well for anybody.
1: Agreed, a thousand percent.
0: Yeah, so much. And that's an awesome story. Th- thank you so much for sharing. All right, let's talk about Anna because my, my typical question here is you know, what's next? What's going on? Wh- where, where are we heading? But Anna's where we're headed. So yes. take a couple minutes and share with us a little bit about Anna.
1: Yeah, so I'm so excited about Anna. So once yep. again, our community gives me the next generation of idea. And so here we are. We're at the time, I guess, 20 plus years in, 23 years in. And my community starts to say to us, we love what we're doing, the method, but we want more. This is before COVID hitting, the pandemic. And they said, we just would like to have more volume of calls, more than what can be humanly completed. And see if we can bring to the market a speech capability that would automate the evaluation. Now, when we started this journey, speech analytics <laughs> using keywords only, identifying keywords right. that are said, was out in the space. Yep. But that's not what we do. We are assessing the effectiveness of those of the words that are spoken, the quality of the conversation, and so we tried these products. They didn't work for us for our community. Right. And the client community said, we're in it with you. If you build this, <laughs> we will be here.
0: Great vote of confidence, just to oh,
1: right. <clears> give you that they, chance, right? They, they wanted the method. Right. They just wanted millions of calls. And just to put perspective, our community handles 15 million conversations a month. So Crazy it's bar. a very big community. And so there's yeah. no way... We could hire hire enough people (laughs) to do that type of listening. So we sat down and I said, why not? Again, it's not like they were ordering apples and they were asking for steaks. They were just asking us to take the next step in the evolution.
0: Yeah. Give me more better. Right. More and better. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Always. (laughs) Always. Yeah. Yeah. The entrepreneurial (laughs) way. Let's do it. That's right.
0: More better. More better. (laughs)
1: So we, um, this is 2019, so we built a prototype, and it it was more successful than I ever dreamed. It was able to capture the most complex human skills that we even assess as humans, and so we were jazzed. So I said, let's do it. Let's go for it. So now we're entering the, uh, the infamous year of 2020. Yep. And we start to put money into development. The that the industry's first artificial intelligence based assessor of conversations, assessor. and uh, and then pandemic hits. As you know, Murphy hits. Murphy comes out of nowhere. <laughs> As always, entrepreneurs deal As with always. this,
0: right? Absolutely, absolutely. What we, we built this business. We should be fine. We can survive the internet. Oh crap! Who can't survive? Right? The-
1: can't survive it. So on- I, I,
0: we opened a haircut shop to be internet proof, but not quite like social distancing proof, right? Right, <laughs> it's like, exactly.
1: You know, it's like, exactly. It's like, hey, great, it's just so so crazy. Yeah. So this yeah. is where grit and gratitude meet a new friend. Yeah. And that's grace. So yeah. what happens at grace is that I the world pauses, as we all know. I have clients that ask me to have concessions, meaning just slow down. I God bless, we don't lose one client. That teaches me something, by the way. They still needed the insight, but they yep. were all under financial pressure. Sure. In that moment when the whole world paused, I thought about it, and I decided to double down. I decided it was, let's take, you know, we've had such grace and given grace that to lead TPG by just the divine, because not yep. one client with fired us, when they could have because of just economic hardships. Sure. We all faced them. Yeah, Absolutely. and they all were, stood with us. And a lot of them said, "Hey, we can't do as much. We need to work, You know, we need to cut back." But we're with you, and that realizing that grace that's been given to us made me even more grateful. So I said, "I can. I'm resilient. We're going to double down. We are going to invest everything we have." And we're going to fast-forward, fast-track the development of Anna. While the world is paused, we're going to use it as an advantage.
0: Use the time, yeah.
1: And and when we come back, we're going to have a fully-fledged product and not take what I had originally planned. Candidately, I had planned a five-year development cycle, and we did it in 18 months. Yeah. So that was, a, once again, like a... a a wonderful advantage that I don't know that we would have seen if we didn't recognize the grab with gratitude that right. we had grit and it just sh- showed grace that we could do this. And yeah. So Take,
0: taking advantage of, of, uh, of a tough hand, t- so to speak, that, that was, was dealt, dealt everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dealt, every- yes. Yeah. dealt to yeah. us. It
1: wasn't as though we were immune, you know, we're, yeah. we're not, we're not, you know, there's many companies that were appeared immune by right? yeah. all of those big businesses. We're not that. We're still a privately owned, smaller business, and so we were not immune to it at all, but we said, you know what, we see an opportunity, let's go capitalize on it, and out comes the birth of Anna, that's the name, she is the automated assessor of those conversations.
0: And how many clients are on Anna now? I know it's been, it's been rolling. You did it. Yes, yeah, you did rolling. it for one client initially, right? But you've been rolling it to uh, other we, clients, right?
1: We, part, yeah. we, we partnered with Dun Bradstreet, right behind yep. that, United Airlines, AAA Life Insurance, American Express, Centene nice. Corporation, Syn- Synchrony Financial. There are dozens of yeah. clients, and they keep going. There's more and more. And, awesome. uh, and she's being just immensely received by the market for our current community. And now she's like the it girl because, of course, AI technology is <laughs> Absolutely. Hot.
0: 23, here it happens yeah. again. All of a sudden, all eight, 23 is all the rage. You're like, well, we're there. We've already we're been there. in development with our tool. That's
1: fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for sharing where, where you're going now. Uh, Lisa. I've taken a lot of time and I greatly appreciate all that you've shared, just some fabulous stories and some tremendous insights. So thank you for all of your time. Uh, Really, really great. Uh, And as always like catching up with you whenever we get the chance to do so this time on on a podcast. So great, great. Um, We wrap up all of our podcasts with five quick questions Uh, just to get a little sense of Lisa and what you're about. So the first one is for you. Um, What is your favorite sports team? I know you're in Florida. You got a Florida team or is it a college team? What's your favorite sports team?
1: Well, my favorite new sports team is going to be my youngest son's college team. So we're now Indiana Hoosiers. So yeah, I Indiana follow Hoosiers, my beautiful. kids' sports teams, and so <laughs> of we're, course. we're now Hoosiers.
0: <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Um, what would you eat for your last meal? Favorite oh, last meal.
1: I'm an Italian, so it's got to be a pasta dish. I'm gonna, that's what you I know, figured. Pasta carbonara. Come on, I've got to nice. have a nice pasta dish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Your dream vacation spot.
1: Ah, uh, I have two: the Maldives and Dubai. So I'm, I'm not sure if I want to live in the desert or in the water, but both yeah. of those two, those are my two dream vacations.
0: Well, I currently live in the desert. And would love to live near the water. So that would be my answer to that one. I'm That's going to try it. to there make, make my way to the water
1: <laughs> at some point. In time.
0: <laughs> um, your favorite movie or TV streaming show? What's what's going on right now? What are you watching? Or what I have I
1: am. There's two. I am addicted, and I don't really watch TV or movies. So this is a rare moment, um, yep. but I love the Chosen, which is a great series about the life of Jesus. I'm just loving it. Okay, um, and I also am addicted to Ted Lasso. I yes. think Ted Lasso is like the epitome of the, an ideal human. So I'm I and I was teary when I watched the finale. I thought that was the greatest show ever to come across. So I'm a Ted Lasso fan. My, my
0: college fraternity brother is the executive producer of that show.
1: That's a okay. story for a different time. Yeah, he's here oh nice in
0: Hollywood, yeah. It's a College of Attorney Brother. Cheerie,
1: uh, just watch the yeah. finale and yeah, I think it is one of the greatest written shows. If people haven't seen it, I encourage you to binge on all three seasons. It's fantastic. I,
0: and great messaging there. I actually just listened to a podcast that had Jason Sudeikis on it, talking about it. And it's really a lot of representation of things that he brings to the table. So a lot of that stuff is, you know, he's the lead character. Jason yes. Sudeikis plays the, plays coach. And and so a lot of great messaging in there as well. All right. Love last the last one.
1: Kindness is a yeah. good thing. Kindness yeah, exactly. is addictive and we can all yeah. do it. Like, it's as amazing. you say,
0: grace, gratitude, right? These are the things you've been That's talking right. about. It's like, yeah, absolutely. That's right. Um, Last one, a favorite quote or something that you'd like to share just as a takeaway here as we wrap things up.
1: I'll give you a quote that was given okay. to me by my dear friend, Tim Searcy, that I live by when he was yep. passing. He made me promise to live this way. He said to me, make sure every day counts was his message. And it said, right. leave nothing left unsaid and nothing left undone. I challenge Beautiful. everybody to live that way.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Lisa, if someone to reach out, hear more from your story or learn about TPG and what it has to offer, how how can they get a hold of you? Where would they find you?
1: Uh, Lots of ways. Uh, www, of course, the tpginc.com, lisadefalco.com are the best ways to do that. And my email is uh, lisadefalco at tpginc.com. All roads seem to be TPG Inc.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As well. It should be. It's right. only been 26 years of your life. That's so right. right. at the, right. All roads leading that yeah. way. Fantastic. Fantastic. Lisa, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I know we took a little bit longer than normal, but it was such a great conversation. I wanted to keep it rolling. So thank you so much for your time and your grace in sharing your day with us and your story with us. It's been, it's been great having you on the show.
1: Thank you, my friend. So great talking with you. Thank you. Okay. All right, Lisa. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: The Grow Your Damn Business podcast is hosted by Scott Goodrich, a professional EOS implementer. To learn more about EOS and how it might help grow your damn business, you can email Scott at scott.goodrich at eosworldwide.com or check out his website at www.eosworldwide.com forward slash Scott hyphen Goodrich. This podcast is a production of Old Soul. Old Soul is a one stop marketing agency that builds podcasts for personal brands and businesses. If you're interested in starting your own podcast show, shoot them an email at info at aoldsoul.com. That's info at aoldsoul.com. Thank you for listening to the Grow Your Damn Business Podcast. If you found this conversation valuable, subscribe to our YouTube channel and find us on your favorite podcast platform. We will see you next week on the Grow Your Damn Business Podcast.